You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. What I want to talk about today uh, is the gifts of the Spirit, uh, or as they're sometimes called, spiritual gifts. Uh, And they are written about in the book of 1 Corinthians, the letter to Paul of the Corinthians in chapter 12, 13 and 14. So you want to know about the spiritual gifts, your best place to find out is those three chapters. And they talk about principles and they talk about practical teaching about spiritual gifts. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of um, what is written there is how they should operate in a meeting like this. But today I'm going to focus more on principles. So we, we say Christian Life Church is a charismatic church. Now that doesn't mean happy clappy. Char- charismatic doesn't mean happy clappy. It doesn't mean that we don't have pews. It doesn't mean that we're informal, what it, uh, which sometimes people think that's the definition of charismatic. Charismatic means that we believe that in the church, spiritual gifts should operate. And they do but we'd like more. We'd like more. So, in in, uh, chapter 12, verse 8 to 10, there's a list of nine gifts. And uh, when you read them, I'm going to read this in a minute, you'll see that there are abilities given by the Holy Spirit. So, there's lots of lists of gifts in the Bible and but this is not a gift like uh, somebody being a gifted ar- artist or a gifted musician or a gifted administrator. You can see that these are clearly supernatural gifts that come on people from time to time. So let's read in uh, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. Uh, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge, by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So in that, you see there's a list of nine gifts, which will be on the next slide, I think, if I've done this right. The message of wisdom or the word of wisdom, that it's sometimes called message or word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Now, if you look at a couple of those, like healing or uh, miraculous powers. This is not a natural gift, like um, like art, being an artist or a musician. This is supernatural. God is a supernatural God. And normally, when we teach on uh, gifts of the Spirit, or we would explain what each of them do. And that's not what I'm going to do today. I'm going to look at principles. So a few points. First is that they are given as the Spirit decides. I cannot decide now to use a gift of healing or do a miracle. The Holy Spirit decides that. 
And he gives that gift as he determines, as we read just that. He gives to each one as he determines. So, uh, you see people that seem to have a gift of healing, and they pray for lots of people, and it seems they all get healed. But but then that is true. Some people have that gift, uh, that ability, that faith. But they can't just decide that this they will have a gift of healing. It's it's decided by the Holy Spirit. And he decides, he gives as he wills. But there is our part. We have a part, and I don't think that we're experiencing quite a low level of spiritual gifts because that's what the Holy Spirit has decided. He's not going to give as many. I think it's because we need to up our game on our part. and then Because I want to see more healings, more prophecy. And so what is our part? The first is we are told to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. So there's four places it talks about this in those, these chapters. Now, eagerly desire the greater gifts. And then uh, next chap four, chapter 14, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. And then, uh, since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. So there's a part there of us trying to excel or getting better at the gifts. And therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy. So we need to be eager and ready and asking, God, I'm here, I'm ready. Yeah, not passive. So we could say, because the Spirit gives as he will, yeah, if he wants to use me, he can do. But actually, we're instructed to be eager, to want to do it. Yep. You're very quiet. <laughs> and, the, and the other, so that's the first thing that I think helps us to move more in the gifts. The second is to live being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're told not just to be filled with the Holy Spirit once, but to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So that our conversation and interaction with each other can fill one another. But also spending time with God. Asking to be filled. We need to live filled. It seems to me make perfect sense that if we are living more filled with the Spirit, that we will operate more in the gift of the Spirit. And the third thing is to be prepared. And I'm going to talk a bit about that later. So the first thing is, first point is that God gives the gifts as he determines, but we are supposed to play our part. Be eager, be, eagerly desire the gifts, be full of the Spirit, and be prepared. Second point is that the spiritual gifts are for everyone to use to benefit everyone. So in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chap, uh, chapter 12 verse 4 says there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit there are different kinds of service but the same Lord there are different kinds of working but the same God works all of them and in all men now to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good so the gifts of the spirit are given to each one of us for everyone for the common good and then, 
in chapter 12 from verse 12, there's this beautiful description. I think it's beautiful. I'm not going to read it. You read it about Paul describes a church as like a body. So he says the body has a hand, but it's not just a hand. It has eyes, it has ears, has various parts, and we are all different. He talks about the unity of the body. The body is one, it works together. But we have different parts. It's about unity and diversity. So here today together, we are one body, but we're diverse, we're all different. And so he's saying that what needs to happen in the church is everybody does their part. And that's not just in a meeting on a Sunday, it's, it's throughout the whole, whole work of the church, that we all have to play our part. And when everybody plays their part, then the gifts operate for the common good, not just for one person. So when we come to meet together like this, there's lots of different gifts in the room. Not just spiritual gifts, those nine, but gifts of musicianship, gifts of leadership, gifts of wisdom, lots of gifts, gift, technical gifts that help us to hear and see, usually. And so this all works together for the common good. And so, um, but we have prophecies, we have words of knowledge, we have these things in the room. And so I'm going to explain a bit later how that would work all together when we're all got something to say maybe or do it could be quite chaotic if all everybody says something okay so i'll, I'll uh, come to that in a minute but um it says the last verse of chapter 12 says this eagerly desire the greater gifts and the first verse of chapter 14 says eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit and guess what's in between the last verse of chapter 12 and the first verse of chapter 14? Chapter 13, yeah. That's in the middle of that. And yes, you were right, Janet. That's the chapter about love. And we don't usually use this chapter to teach about spiritual gifts. Hannah used it to speak to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And we usually uh, use it at weddings but not to talk about spiritual gifts. But I want to say, this is not out of place in the middle of these. It's not out of place. It's the core of spiritual gifts. Because the last verse of chapter 12 also says, and now I will show you the most excellent way. And then he talks about love. Love, the way of love is the excellent way. And he says this in uh, verses 1 and 2. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but I do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. This is the key that when we use spiritual gifts, it's in love. It's in love. When you are eagerly desiring the spiritual gifts, Maybe you desire to prophesy. I remember desiring to prophesy. Your, your thinking should be, how can I love these people better with a, a gift? That is what it's about. Now, when I first prophesied, it wasn't out of love. It was out of 
a desire to prophesy. I really wanted to prophesy and use the other gifts. And when I prophesied the first time, I was so nervous and self-conscious. I wasn't really conscious of anybody else. I was just conscious of speaking something that I thought was from God. So I was really nervous. And to be honest, that's okay. That's okay to desire the gifts. But as we grow into them, we must make sure there's love in there. That the, our motivation is love. It's a good way to start just to say, come on, God, I want to I wanna, I wanna pray for the sick. I wanna, I'm ready. I'm ready, God. Use me because I want to be used by you. But the motivation ultimately is, um, is, is to love. Uh, one of the verses I read say, it says, try to excel in the gifts that build up the church. So if we can try to excel, that mean part of our effort is to get better at the spiritual gifts. And then right in the middle he says, I will show you the most excellent way. The best way to excel is to love. So that is absolutely the core of spiritual gifts. It's God loving his church through us and loving each other through supernatural gifts. So that's love. Chapter 14 starts with this. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. So it's not saying either love or gifts. He's saying, now go after the gifts, but do it in love. It's both together. Okay. Next, next principle is order. So principle is that it's, first principle is that it is, the gifts are given by the, as the, sorry, gifts are given as the Holy Spirit determines, but we can desire. Secondly, is that it must be operated in love. And thirdly, there is order. Chapter 14 ends with this, but everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. So it talks about in chapter 14 how, how, to, how to use the gifts in a meeting. And they're talking about, he was talking to a church where in a meeting, lots of people were just going off speaking in tongues and lots of people were showing prophecies. And that's because the Holy Spirit is among us. And so the Holy Spirit doesn't, doesn't get tired. And so he can bring as many gifts as he can, but we're human. And so if there was 30 people prophesying, we would be confused. And so he said, bring order. For example, in prophecies, it says, two or three people should speak, and then what has been said should be weighed. So it's not a law. I don't think it's like, fourth, oh, that's wrong. No, it's let's, let's weigh, let's consider together what God is saying. The point is, and the point is not, if we get this right, it's not that everybody gets their say, but together we discern what God is saying. If you can discern the difference, it's about the heart of it. We discern together what is saying. And so, wasn't it great today to, to hear from some different voices? Yeah? I know you were thinking, oh, when will they finish so we can hear Tim? 
But no, actually, it's so good to hear different voices. And actually, we were talking to some people who lead meetings and, and lead worship. How can we see more of the gifts and more what we call body ministry, where more of the body is participating? So we're wanting that. We're wanting that. And so what I say is we want to do that. We want to see more of the gifts. And when we have lots of people sharing, it can be sometimes chaotic, but we want to learn how to do it with order, God says. And we want to learn to bring order without stopping the Holy Spirit move. Yeah? And so, so what we do in leading the meeting, uh, usually the person leading the meeting decides when somebody might bring a contribution uh, and which people might bring a contribution. Um, but I want to say that we are learning how to do this. We are learning how to do this. And I've been in meetings led by other people where there's been so many prophetic words come in. And I've seen the leader, somebody came to bring an anointed prophet and the leader just went, no, because sometimes it's just too much. I remember somebody coming to me when I was leading and saying, I feel I've got a word. It was Lana Silk, many of you remember. She said, but I feel there's already been a lot of words. Do you know what? We don't all have to say everything. It's about building up the body. And so we're learning, but at the moment, actually, we're saying, we need more of you to move in the gifts. So sometimes I know that people, you're thinking, have I got a word? Is, should I be sharing this? We could do with more. And sometimes we'll get it wrong, and you'll get it wrong, but we want to have more spiritual gifts move amongst us, more contributions, more body ministry. Amen? Amen. And what we said is, if that means that sometimes we'll worship more and preach less, or prophesy more and preach less, then we'll do that. We'll do that. We, are, we have a kind of structure, we have a plan. But do you remember, a, a, we shared a while ago, a dream that somebody had where um, the Holy Spirit moved across, before the meeting started, and people started laughing, and then... The musicians started playing, and the words came up on the screen, but they were all mixed up. And God was saying, I want to mess with your um, plan. Because what we want, nothing not wrong to plan, but we want God's presence. We want God to have his way. The aim of our meetings is that God says and does what God wants to say. And sometimes he tells us beforehand, and sometimes he doesn't. And sometimes he tells me. And sometimes he tells you. And so we've got to be ready for that. And I want to close with this. this. I said about one of the ways we can see more is to be prepared. So in verse 26 of chapter 14, it says then, What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or interpretation. Everything must be done so the church may be built up. Now, it could be that you come to the meeting and while you're in the worship or even before the worship, God gives you a spiritual gift, maybe a gift of healing, maybe a prophecy, there and then. Or it may be that before you've come, God has spoken to you and you come ready with a word. And so... Um, We've had 
sometimes visitors are very prophetic people and they've prayed beforehand and often come with a list of words, uh, sometimes with a name. And they don't know us, but they prophesy. It's not just prophecy, it's not necessarily just on, in the moment, come prepared. But wouldn't it be great if all of us, each one of us, before the meeting during the week, we're saying, what have you got for me to, this Sunday that I can bring to the church, to, uh, to encourage the church? That would be good, wouldn't it? Now, if we all came, I don't know how many's in the room, maybe 80 at the moment. We'd have to say that it's probably too much for 80 people to share. But you might find that when you're drinking coffee, that you find the person that's words for. Or you find before the meeting or after meeting in some way. But it'd be great to have a few share. And I want to say, with the, we need, bring it with love, which means love is patient. So please be patient if we don't use your word on that day. Love is not easily offended. Please don't be offended. But what I want to encourage more is more boldness. Come to me, come down. Come, I said, I've got this scripture. Does it fit? I've got this word. Is that good? Do you know, it, make, it makes our life a bit more difficult when we've got lots of words to consider. But actually, it makes our life even more difficult when we don't have anything. We want to have gifts of the Spirit. And we believe in body ministry. We believe that you guys have as much as the guys stood at the front to share. And that's what we're aiming for. And I'm going to speak more on spiritual gifts, but I want to lay the principles. Uh, and we're going to explain a bit more of uh, uh, the gifts probably next week. But the principle is that the Spirit moves. Do you know what? Sometimes we're not sure that he's moving. We don't feel it. But even when we don't feel it, he's moving. Even when we don't, don't see it, he's moving. But it says, I read the, right at the beginning, the gifts are a manifestation of the Spirit. So this shows the Spirit is here. When somebody gets healed, instantly it shows the Holy Spirit is here. And we want to see that manifestation. And God tells us to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, to build up the church. And that's why we do it in love, because we eagerly desire. And we'll try and get much order. We might not get it right every time. We'll try and get some order. We'll try and do it well. We'll try and handle those. But, you know, we'll, we'll learn as we go along, and please be patient. But for us to put a bit of order in, we need more gifts to be coming. So I want to encourage you, if you feel you've got something to share, um, if you feel that God's spoken to your word for the church, an encouragement, a testimony, whatever, please speak to one of the leaders. Uh, and if God, the Holy Spirit, gives you that in the meeting, then I say, speak to us. And we'll really, we're on a learning curve. Do you know what? As a church, we used to see much more. And we want that again. Because if it's just well planned, the meeting is just well planned and well presented, that's not enough. It's not enough. I'd rather the spirit move and, and the plan goes out the window and we get things wrong than just well planned. So I want to pray. Can you stand? And I want to pray. And I want you to, as I pray, ask for God to give you Holy Spirit, give you a desire. That's what I'm praying. Because you might think, 
not, I don't eagerly desire. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Jesus, that you give gifts to each one of us for the common good. Thank you that um, when we eagerly desire, you're not messing with our heads that we're going to desire and ask and you're not going to give because you told us to eagerly desire. So I pray that we would desire more, not, not to show off, not to uh, boast about our gift, but to show more of Jesus. The people come and, see, and say, God is here. God is great. God is powerful. Not wasn't he good? Wasn't she good? But that we point to Jesus. And people say, Jesus is present. Jesus is near. I pray that our hearts would be desiring more of you and your gifts. We pray that we would have more love and more gifts, more power. Pray that we would be remembering to come prepared, not just to watch, but to participate. In Jesus' name.